Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Balls, Sticks, and Fists. This is your host, Keaton, and we are live. So today, uh, the NFL season begins. Um, so today is going to be a NFL show. I know all we've been talking about is college football, but I swear we talk about more. So today is just going to be strictly NFL. So we're going to go around the top NFL headlines going into the season. We're going to go through the NFL power rankings, and then we're going to preview every single matchup, and I'm going to give my prediction for every single game. So without further ado, let's get into the headlines. Um, Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the Jets, is out until week four. Um, so Joe Flacco will start in his place. Uh, the rumors around Jets camp has been Joe Flacco has been looking really good. So we will see how the Jets look with Joe Flacco starting. Uh, Buffalo Bills uh, tight end Dawson Knox has signed a four-year extension worth $53.6 million with uh, 31 guaranteed. He's not their number one target, but he's a very important aspect of their offense, so well-deserved. Um, Lamar Jackson says that Friday is the deadline to get an extension done for his contract. So if they don't come to an agreement by tomorrow, I guess, it is likely he will get franchise tagged after this season. And then, yeah, so he's probably looking for a similar deal to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson got $230 million fully guaranteed, which kind of reset the whole quarterback market. Um, and then just last week, Russell Wilson got a five-year, $245 million contract with $165 million in guarantees. So I'm guessing Lamar Jackson wants somewhere in the 200 to $230 million range of fully guaranteed money. Um, so he definitely wants fully guaranteed contracts. So we will see if they'll be able to get a deal done. Honestly, I think he's worth it. Um, I think the Ravens should pay him, but if they don't pay him, someone else will. So we will see. The Dolphins have been floated around as a possible trade destination for Lamar. So I'm guessing the Dolphins are going to kind of play it by year and see uh, how things go this year with Tua. And if things don't go so well, look for the Dolphins to be in the running for Lamar Jackson. So... Those are kind of the top headlines floating around today. Um, so we're going to get into the NFL power rankings via NFL.com. Um, shouldn't really carry too much weight on these. Uh, there hasn't ever been a single regular season game played. So we're just going to go around and then we'll see how things adjust during the season. But these don't carry too much weight. Um, so we'll see. So starting off, we got the Bills at number one. Everyone's high on the Bills. A lot of people have the Bills as Super Bowl favorites. The sports book has the Bills as Super Bowl favorites. So everyone just thinks the Bills are going to come in and win the Super Bowl. So we will see. Coming at two, we got the defending Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams. Then we have the 49ers coming at three. Tampa Bay at four. Bengals at five, Green Bay Packers at six, Kansas City Chiefs at seven, uh, Denver Broncos at eight, right? Did I count that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. yeah, Broncos at eight, Los Angeles Chargers at nine, 
Baltimore Ravens at 10. Uh, the Raiders at 11. The Colts at 12. The Saints at 13. The Eagles at 14. Cowboys at 15. Cardinals at 16. Titans at 17. Patriots at 18. Dolphins at 19. Vikings at 20. Steelers at 21. Browns at 22. Panthers at 23. Seahawks at 24. And your beloved Lions at 25. America's team right there. Uh, Jets 26. Houston 27. Giants 28. Jags 29. Commanders 30. Falcons 31. And poor Justin Fields and the Bears at number 32. And the reason why I say the beloved Lions, America's team at number whatever I said they were, is simply off the basis of they were on hard knocks um, this year. And it seems like America's kind of adopted the Lions as America's team. Seems like a lot of people want to see the Lions have success. It seems like everyone's falling in love with Motor City, Dan Campbell, the Lions coach. And they kind of built a staff of former players, and it seems like everyone's bought in. But I just, just don't think the Lions have, like, the roster this year to go ahead. But, hey, who knows? Like I said, that's just the week one power rankings via NFL.com. A lot can change. It'll be probably way different after week one. So we'll see. So let's get into the week one matchups. Uh, so tonight at I think 8, 8.30-ish, we got the Bills traveling to Los Angeles to the Rams. Uh, the Bills are minus two and a half. Uh, everyone has the Bills as Super Bowl favorites. Uh, the interesting matchup will be Josh Allen versus Aaron Donald. Um, the Bills like to use Josh Allen and his legs. Um, also, be interesting, um, the Bills have ranked like bottom of the league in uh, yards after the catch. So with their offensive coordinator going to the Giants, the new OC has kind of been focusing on getting the receivers in spots and positions to get yards after the catch. So that would be interesting to see. Also, will the Bills be able to run the ball? Um, they got Singletary, and then everyone's really high on this rookie, James Cook. They like kind of to use him in the pass game. So they kind of kept him under wraps during preseason. So expect James Cook to have some impact. Um, and then the Rams will be without Van Jefferson, a wide receiver. It's also going to be interesting about Stafford's elbow. That's kind of been the topic of Rams camp. Uh, Stafford has something called thrower's elbow. It's mostly in like tennis players, I think. Uh, you rarely see it in... Uh, quarterbacks and it's not like a Tommy John situation it's they're calling it thrower's elbow um like I said it's mostly in tennis players so we will see how that affects his accuracy his ability to go downfield because we all know Stafford loves to air the thing out so we'll see if he's able to do it like he used to so that's kind of been the concern around Rams camp is his elbow so it's kind of a big deal. Uh, my prediction, though, uh, I think the Super Bowl defending champs, I think, I don't know, it's going to be a big scene in L.A. 
I see the Bills coming in and covering the minus two and a half. So my prediction, Bills minus two and a half. Uh, going into Sunday now, these are one o'clock games. Uh, Saints are minus five and a half at the Falcons. Marcus Mariota starting for the Falcons. Uh, Kyle Pitts tied in, but like has the tangibles of a wide receiver. He's a dangerous matchup all over the field. I just think the Saints, I love Jameis Winston. I think he's hilarious. Uh, the way he talks to the media is really funny. And like, he's not even trying to be funny. He's just like being himself. Like there's a clip going around from, I think yesterday or two days ago, he was talking about, oh, it was crazy. My hands like connect to like my arms. It was just really funny clip. He's just being himself though. And he's gonna eat the W here. Um, also, Saints got Michael Thomas, who should be coming back healthy. Uh, drafted Chris Olave. Then they got Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. And the Saints always have a solid defense. You can always rely on them having solid, solid defense. My prediction here, Saints minus 5.5. I believe they do cover at the Falcons. Um, going to the next game, we got the Ravens traveling to the Jets. Uh, the Ravens are minus six and a half. Uh, Sauce Gardner, though, for the Jets, he's going to be locked down. Um, so expect the tight end play of Mark Andrews and the Ravens to play an impact. Like I said, Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. Really don't have much to say about this game. I think it's pretty straightforward. Ravens minus six and a half will cover. So going into the next game, we got the Browns at the Panthers. Um, the Panthers are minus one and a half. Obviously, Browns are without Deshaun Watson for the majority of the season, 11 games. So they got, uh, what's his name? Brissett, Brissett, Brisket, whatever. He's a solid backup quarterback. He'll be starting for the Browns. Um, this is a revenge game for Baker Mayfield as he's starting for the Panthers. I honestly think Baker got a bad rep with the with the Browns last year. You see OBJ supporting Baker now this year. So honestly, I think it was more of like the front office and the coaches in the Browns last year misusing Baker. It was known that he had that torn labrum in his uh, shoulder. So it was thrown off. I know it was his non-throwing shoulder, shoulder, but uh, they like that still throws off your accuracy. He had to wear like a giant brace on his shoulder last year, and it just threw off his whole game. And uh, the Browns were trying to throw it like 40 to 50 times a game, 30, 40, 50 times a game with the quarterback whose shoulder was messed up doesn't make sense when they got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield so I don't know I don't know if it was a Kevin Skidlansky thing but I honestly think the Browns misused Baker and I think Baker got a bad rep for it and now that Baker's healthy uh, won the starting job with Carolina I think we're going to see Baker from two years ago in 2020 when he had a good season led the Browns to the playoffs when the Browns really had the rank like 20th defense and he still led them to a playoff W. Um, but now with the Browns not really having QB1 back, expect them to rely on their run game like they should have last year 
instead of throwing it a bunch. But I believe until Deshaun Watson's back, they're going to heavily rely on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, I think the Panthers will put Baker in the right position, use him the correct way. And I think Christian McCaffrey, as long as he stays healthy, I think the Panthers are a team to watch. My prediction on this game, Panthers minus one and a half, they will cover. Uh, next game, we got the Colts traveling to the Houston Texans. Uh, the Colts are minus seven and a half in this game. Matt Ryan is starting for the Colts. Um, Colts have weapons on the outside, so they'll be able to stretch you, uh, stretch you out and uh, kind of stretch your defense out and be able to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor as they showed last year. Uh, as long as they stay healthy, I think the Colts will have no problem doing that. Player to look out, though, for the Colts is uh, Naheem Hines. He's the backup running back for the Colts, but they use him a lot, like in the pass game, uh, return game. I think he's electric. It's really fun to watch. I really don't have anything to say about the Texans. My pick here, Colts minus 7.5. I do believe that they will cover. Next game, Jaguars at the Washington Commanders. Uh Commanders are minus two and a half. Uh, Carson Wentz just has to make good decisions, learn how to throw the ball away. Don't like you got you got three downs to work with. You got the whole game to work with. You don't got to like try and win the game on one play. Just throw the ball away. Um, don't force anything. Um, Trevor Lawrence going into his second year. He probably has a better head coach this year than last year. Uh, James Robinson and Travis Etienne. In the backfield for the Jags, that's going to be a dangerous one-two combo. Uh, Etienne missed last year with the Lynn's Frank injury in his foot. Um, he was at Clemson with Trevor Lawrence, so they're back. James Robinson's back healthy, too, so they have a solid uh, backfield. And also, overall, if you look at the Jaguars roster, they have a solid squad. Does that mean they're going to win games? Uh, I don't know. Commanders, though, they also have weapons. So let's talk about them. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dodson, just to name a couple. So honestly, I think the prediction here, Commanders, minus two and a half, they will cover the points. Going into another game, we got the New England Patriots traveling to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus three and a half. Uh, in my opinion, people are hating on Tua for no reason they say he has no arm strength I don't know what he's done to like prove he has no arm strength but I think he has solid arm just needs to clean up his mechanics a little bit um people say he's the most accurate quarterback like they're like wow this guy's super accurate so we'll see if that translates to the regular season and uh maybe he doesn't have the strongest arm but to say he has no arm strength is kind of silly to say when he's made it this far uh Dolphins got a really speedy wide receiver duo with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Um, also, the Dolphins have won three straight matchups against the Patriots, so you can kind of say lately the Dolphins have kind of owned the Patriots, and I expect that to continue. Mac Jones, that quarterback for the Patriots. Uh, in my opinion, the Patriots' way is kind of dying. I think the reason why the Patriots way kind of lasted so long is because of Tom Brady. But if you look at what Tom Brady did for the Patriots, he took pay cuts and 
they still didn't really like spend money on his weapons and it's kind of like the same thing they think like oh our system's better than everyone else we don't need to like spend the money but i think their ways kind of dying and i'm kind of glad it's kind of dying because it was kind of like i don't know because then you got assistant coaches like matt patricia who's a defensive-minded coach but he's going to be their offensive coordinator and he just look at what Bill Belichick's assistants have gone off to do as head coaches in the NFL. They've, they've been terrible. Uh, Judge, Coach Judge, I forget his first name. Uh, Matt Judgment? I don't know. Whatever. Last name Judge. He went out to the Giants, tried to bring the Patriot way. He sucked. He got fired, went running back to the Patriots. Matt Patricia should be in jail for what he did to the Detroit Lions. He was like, oh, I'm going to bring my Patriots ways to Detroit traded out off both of their good secondary players, Slay and Keandre Diggs, traded them for a freaking bag of pennies because he was like, oh, we don't need star defensive players. Traded them and then didn't win shit. <laughs> like, he should honestly be in jail. Like, he should be blacklisted from the NFL from what he did for the Lions. The Lions were winning eight, nine, ten games a year. With Matt Cald Caldwell at head coach. With Caldwell at head coach. Eight, nine, ten win seasons. Making the playoffs. And then wasn't good enough for the Detroit Lions front office, I guess. I guess winning eight, nine, ten games a year wasn't good enough. Filed, oh, it was Jim Caldwell, by the way, not Matt Caldwell. Jim Caldwell they fired. Because he was winning too much, I guess. Bring in fucking Patricia. Lose a bunch of games trade away all of our defensive players now <laughs> those two defensive players he traded away are top 100 players in the NFL now and it's just crazy uh, I think the Patriot way is dumb and that's all I really gotta say just simply off the fact it destroyed my lines because they were on the right path and then they basically had to restart so, my prediction, though, after that little rant, Dolphins minus three and a half, fuck the Patriots, and fuck all them coaches. Also, Matt Patricia calling offensive plays is fucking hilarious, simply off the fact he's a defensive coach, and now he's calling offensive plays. Good luck. Don't, don't expect the Patriots to win a lot of games this year. Um, going into our next games, guys, uh, we got the Eagles minus three and a half at the beloved Detroit Lions. So... Eagles are kind of going all in. They had a great offseason, in my opinion. Um, they added A.J. Brown. They had a really good draft. Um, so I think the Eagles are going to be serious players. Um, so we got Jeff Akuda back healthy for the Lions. He was a top five pick, like, what, 2020, I believe. Yeah, 2020. And he's been hurt. And he's finally back healthy. So hopefully the Lions secondary benefits from him being back healthy. Um, last year, though, the Eagles completely smashed the Lions. But people are excited about the Lions this year. It's a sellout crowd at Ford Field. There's only standing room only. Expect an electric crowd. But I just don't think that matters. I just don't think this is the year for the Lions. I think next year is the year whenever they're they can like build a little better roster 
uh, hopefully get a better quarterback that they don't have to pay like $28 million to. Um, the Lions have the most expensive offense in the NFL. And looking at their offense, you wouldn't think that. But they got solid offensive line. They got Jared Goff, who they're paying $28 million or whatever, how much they're paying them. But I think the Lions might be solid, might not be solid. But I think the pick here is the Eagles minus three and a half. I think that might be really easy money, honestly. So we'll see. That's why they play the game. That's why I'm talking to Mike. So uh, going into our next game, we got the 49ers minus six and a half at the Chicago Bears. So we got the battle of the, let's see, what would that be? The 2021 quarterback class. Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Um, obviously, the 49ers traded up for Trey Lance. And then Justin Fields kind of slipped, like, kind of down in that draft. For some reason, I don't know why. But personally, I think Justin Fields is better than Trey Lance. I think he's got better arm talent, more mobile or mobile. Um, and the 49ers O-line struggled in the preseason. Chicago's O-line's also not very good. Look for a very low-scoring game here. And honestly, I feel bad for Justin Fields because if you watch a Bears game, like you can see his arm talent. You can see everything. Uh, but the Bears just kind of killing his career, not putting a team around him. He's throwing to a bunch of, I don't want to say nobodies. They're in the NFL, but like a bunch of, I don't know, lower-tier NFL receivers, I'll say that. Uh, not helping him on the offensive line. But if you compare Justin Fields' tape versus Trey Lance's tape so far, what they put out in the preseason, what they put out last year, I think it's pretty clear to see Justin Fields is kind of more progressed in his NFL career. Um, 49ers are all in on Trey Lance. Ah, I'm just not going to say all in. If they would have traded Jimmy G or released Jimmy G, I would say, oh, 49ers are all in on Trey Lance. But guess what? The 49ers kept Jimmy Garoppolo around. They've restructured his contract, and they have him as a backup to Trey Lance now. Jimmy G is someone who brought the 49ers to the Super Bowl, who's brought them to NFC Championship games. So if Trey Lance doesn't get the job done, expect uh, Jimmy G to step in, step in. That's what I expect. And what I've seen from Trey Lance, I don't know. People, 49ers players say, oh, you should see these throws he makes in practice. All right, well, he's making these throws in practice, but I haven't seen them translate to, like, the preseason or the game he started last year. I don't know. You could say I'm a Justin Fields homer. Yeah, but I my prediction here, Bears will cover the plus 6.5, so I'm taking the Bears with the points. Uh, next game we got here, last uh, 1 o'clock game, we got the Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus 6.5. Uh, I'm kind of expecting the Steelers to pull a shocker here, just like last season they did uh, at Buffalo. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of just my gut feeling. The Bengals are basically returning everyone from last year besides Uzuma, the tight end. I think uh, that's just off. Boy, I think, I believe. I think also the Bengals' O-line has improved. Remember last year they almost got 
uh, Joey B murdered. Um, but I think the Steelers' path to victory is not a high-scoring way, so you kind of got to limit the Bengals' points because I don't think the Steelers will have the ability to put like hang with the Bengals like points for points wise. But if they get pressure on Joe Burrow, um, expect them to make it a dirty, hard fought, not dirt, you know what I'm talking like a hard nose fought game. Uh, nothing pretty. Also, my thoughts on this game I think Matt Canada is kind of going to pull the same shit that he did last year. He's the offense coordinator for the Steelers. Uh, I just people are blaming it on Big Ben, saying, "Oh, Big Ben like couldn't throw it downfield." But at the end of the day, what have we seen in the preseason? We've seen Matt Canada doing the same shit, the same little screens, like the quick passes. And when you do that, teams are just gonna be able to pack the box because they're not worried about them about you shooting the ball down the field. They're not worried about you taking chances downfield. They know it's either gonna be run. Or it's going to be a little quick wide receiver pass. So why even, why even not stack the box? So teams are just going to, if they show this, maybe it was just the, like an illusion in the preseason. They want teams to think that they're just going to have the same offensive game plan as last year. But if they show that they're just doing those little short passes and not taking advantage of the defense stacking the box, those teams are just going to stack the box. They're not going to worry about the downfield threat. And it's going to take a hit on the run game because teams stacking the box. Najee's not going to get the holes he needs as we've seen the offensive line struggle in the preseason again. So I think the Steelers have the weapons. They got Pickens, Claypool, if he's healthy. Deontay Johnson's kind of questionable going in this week with that shoulder injury. Um, You got Muth, the tight end, who's a solid player. As long as he stays healthy too, um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully Matt Canada was just throwing up an illusion about the about them kind of sticking to the same offensive shit as last year. So my prediction: Steelers plus six and a half. I think they're going to cover. We will see though. Um, moving into the four o'clock games, so. We got the Packers traveling to the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers are minus one and a half. Uh, in my general opinion, I think the Packers start slow, just like basing it off of last year. The Saints blew them out in the very first game. And also the Packers are relying on a whole different like wide receiver core with Devontae Adams gone. Uh, so the Packers at receiver, they signed Sammy Watkins. They got Alan Lazard, who's been there. They got Randall Cobb, who seems like he's been playing forever. Uh, and then they have two rookies in, Romeo Dubes and Christian Watson, who they drafted. I think Christian Watson's a little banged up right now, so don't expect a, like a big impact from him week one. I don't know if he's playing or not. But uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, voiced his frustrations during training camp about like receivers, like running the wrong route so basically not being on the same page so I think it's going to take a couple games for them to mesh I also think Aaron Rodgers is probably one of the greatest like ball throwers like if you're talking about arm talent and putting balls into small windows Aaron Rodgers I think is one of the greatest ball throwers of all time uh 
Kevin O'Connell is the head coach of the Vikings now. Uh, he's more of an offensive-minded head coach than what the Vikings previous had in Mike Zimmer's. Uh, so, I don't know. So, the Vikings have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who's a really good wide receiver duo to have. And personally, I think the Vikings always played the Packers tough at home. My prediction, Vikings plus one and a half. Um, yeah. And with the spread that close, uh, I also think they'll win the game also. Um, quick little water break. All right, we're back. Um, moving into the next game, we got the Chiefs traveling into the Arizona Cardinals. The Chiefs are minus five and a half. Uh, and honestly, I think the Chiefs are kind of like floating like under the radar this year, which is surprising because like, you know, they got Patrick Mahomes. Like, how could they possibly float under the radar? Well, ask yourself, have you heard anyone talk about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl this year? No, it's all been about the Bills. It's all been about the Bengals in the AFC. It's all been about the. It's all, I mean, AFC. Did I say that? Yeah, in the AFC. Um, it's all been about the uh, Raiders making moves, the Chargers making moves. So, I don't know. I feel like the Chiefs are under the radar. If you look at their receiving core, they really didn't lose much with trading Tyreek Hill. Uh, they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster. They have Marquez Valdez-Scantley. They drafted Sky Moore. They have McCole Hardman. And obviously they have Travis Kelsey. So I think they're going to be able to do what they've been doing even without Tyreek Hill. Uh, reports they've been using Sky Moore and like McCole Hardman out of the backfield as like a running threat too. So expect the Chiefs to kind of have a really good season in my opinion. Also, will the Chiefs be able to run the ball at all? Words are... Uh, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their running back, is going to kind of be on a short leash. They kind of have a rookie running back that's been doing really good in camp. So if Clyde can't get his shit together, expect them to make a switch. Uh, also, the Cardinals traded for Hollywood Brown. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended, so it'd just be Hollywood Brown uh, as like the main target. Uh, I see the Chiefs having their way in this game. Uh, prediction, Chiefs minus five and a half. I do believe they will cover. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. Chargers are minus three and a half. Chargers have really high expectations this year for not making the playoffs last year. Uh, everyone's really high on the Chargers. They got Justin Herbert, obviously, who's a gunslinger. And the Raiders obviously have Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro. Um, oh, what's that tight end's name? Oh, one sec. One second. Darren Waller. Darren Waller is the tight end. Really good. Uh, obviously, you got Josh Jacobs running the bat ball in the backfield. So, I think the Raiders are... Uh, Raiders should be good. Obviously, they got the Patriots offensive coordinator as their head coach now, and he was a failed head coach at the at the Broncos. 
So, and then he went back to the Patriots and then he got another head coaching job. So we will see if he's adjusted his coaching style or if he's all about the Patriots way, which didn't work out when he went to Denver. So my prediction though, Raiders plus three and a half. Uh, going into the next game, we've got the Giants at the Tennessee Titans. Titans are minus five and a half. Obviously, they got Ryan Tannehill, which might be coming to like the end of his Titans career here in like the next two years, maybe with Malik Willis behind them. Obviously, they got Derrick Henry, so expect them to run the ball. They traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles. Uh, they got Traylon Burks in the draft to replace A.J. Brown. So we'll see. On the Giants side, can Saquon stay healthy? Can Daniel Jones prove himself in the quarterback area? Um, obviously, they drafted Kayvon Thibodeau uh, on the defensive side of the ball. But can Brian Gables, the new head coach for the Giants, turn around the Giants? I don't know. Um, for you guys that don't know, Brian Gables was the Bills' offensive coordinator. So we'll see. Don't really have much on this game. Uh, Titans minus five and a half is my pick. Going into the Sunday night football game, we got the Buccaneers minus two and a half traveling to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, obviously, not much to say. Tom Brady is on the Bucs. Uh, Cowboys got Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, um, obviously Zeke, Pollard. Um, I don't know. The Bucks lost their starting center, Ryan Jensen, for the season. And the Cowboys lost their left tackle for the majority of the season. My pick, though, Bucks minus two and a half. I believe Tom Brady is undefeated when traveling to the Cowboys or something like that. So um, I expect the Bucks to cover. Going into the next game, uh, this is the Monday night football game. Uh, we got the Broncos, the Denver Broncos minus six and a half traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. So this is Russell Wilson going against his former team. Um, Geno Smith was named the starter for the Seahawks. Uh, the Broncos are a team to watch this season, in my opinion. They got a good one-two punch in the backfield with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. And they have weapons on the outside, too. So expect Russ to spread the ball around. Um, the Seahawks obviously got DK Metcalf, but that simply does not win you a football game. Uh, maybe he makes a couple plays, but... It just doesn't win you a football game. Uh, I got, oh, well, the Broncos also last year had a really solid defense. Uh, top, one of the top in the league for being like not a very good team. Their defense still stayed good. So my pick, Broncos minus six and a half. So those are all the games, all the NFL games. Um, feel like we did a good job of breaking it down so what to expect next i will drop i will be dropping a uh mma episode probably today also and then i know i said i'll do college football on thursday but things kind of got pushed <coughs> cough uh ps5 <coughs> uh got got uh got kind of just kidding just kidding it was school Definitely wasn't the PlayStation. But um, so expect, so this episode is going to go out today. Expect an MMA episode today. And then tomorrow is going to be the college football one. 
So that's what I got looking forward. Uh, so let's have a good weekend of sports. How about it? And um, that was another episode of Balls, Sticks, and Fist. We got into another sport. I mean, in another league. It was the same sport. But, uh, yeah, that was it. So thank you for listening to Balls, Sticks, and Fist. I am out.